A from Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard and I am joined by the one and only Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you today? I'm great. Always great. Super happy that Resurrection Sunday is just around the corner, uh, as well as a foreign holiday uh, closer to the end of the month. So yeah, I'm happy out, just counting down the days. How about you, bro? Uh, I'm doing well. It's been lovely the last two days, at least in the early morning, afternoon parts of the days. Uh, As the days go on, it get a little more dreary and a little rainy. But the beginnings have been bright, full of sunshine. You can sit outside in short sleeves and enjoy the sun. And that has been very lovely. So I've enjoyed that the last two days. Um, hopefully it's looking like we'll have a nice weekend and a nice couple, couple days, uh, in the 50 or 60 degrees Fahrenheit area, which will be good. Um, so it'll be good. It looks like we're getting spring. There's things growing. There's, uh, things blooming on our trees. So always a good thing. Um, so before we get too far into our podcast, of course, you've probably seen the title. This is tell all part 10. Uh, So we will get into that, but we would just like to tell you that you can find us and support us on Facebook uh, at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com is where our email is. Um, You can find us on Facebook at from Dublin to Cleveland. Um, You can find us there. You can find us on our Gmail. You can find us on YouTube at Brendan Thomas Merritt. You can find us uh, at Spotify and all the other fun stuff. We'd love if you could leave us a review on those. I saw that Spotify now lets you give star ratings. So give us all the five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Share with people, share with your friends so that we continue growing our podcast. Because we feel like as we do with this podcast, it's helpful to you guys. Hopefully you think that's as well, that you're not like this is just some comedy routine, but that we're actually here to encourage you in God's Mm -hmm. word. Um, you can also support us by buying one of our shirts. We have, of course, um, the, uh, what is it, Death to Mullets or something like that. Uh, <laughs> get rid of mullets shirt. If you support getting rid of mullets on your toilet paper. Um, <laughs> and also just buy our regular From Double to Cleveland t-shirts. I am thinking about another t-shirts for both of us um, that have something to do with very Irish themes and very Ohio themes. Um, so look for that coming up. Um, but with all that being said, I think, uh, we'll go into our, uh, questions and, um, hopefully you'll send us a, maybe send us an email with your answers to some of these questions. Um, so, uh, let me try and remember where we're starting here. Uh, I think it is number 126. Yeah. All right. So. Number 126 of part 10 of the Tell All Special. Uh, if you were to die tomorrow, why not today? <laughs> A very optimistic, cheery thought. Um, you know what? If you knew that you're going to die in the future, wouldn't you maximize your time to, you know, uh, win as many people for Jesus? Wouldn't you just throw, like, you know, caution to the wind and evangelize in that street corner, visit that relative you've kept putting off, uh, witness to those friends that you were always too afraid to because you thought they'd call you weird. So yeah, I would maximize my time. I would not give up prematurely. What about yourself? Yeah, Why hang I, on another day? 
I think I completely agree with you on that one. That that's I don't understand why you'd just be like, well, if I'm gonna die tomorrow, I better take it into my own hands. That can't, seems kind of prideful, a little arrogant, not really trusting in God's plan. You know, there's stories in the Bible about like Hezekiah who is told he's gonna die soon as uh, Isaiah leaves or something mm-hmm. like that, right. and God tells him, no, tell him I, I have forgiven him and he's going to live longer. So those things mm-hmm. could still happen as long as they're, right. uh, as long as there's still a tomorrow, there's still things that could happen. So, um, plus you don't want, you want to, like Brendan said, maximize your time. So I'm, I completely agree on that one. Um, all right. So moving on to some more, um, uh, I guess scuzzier stuff. What kind of cult would you like to start? <laughs> I am not ashamed to say that it would be a Donald Trump cult. We would all wear our hair the same way he does. We'd all wear blue suits and red ties. We'd do his little dance thingy. And uh, yeah, we'd all blow trumpets on the hour every hour. Long liver. <laughs> Lord and Savior, Donald J. Trump. I'm only joking, Jesus. Calm down, relax. But yeah, it's Trump's class. <laughs> what about you? All right, so I have a couple ideas uh, for what kind of cult I would start. I think first, of, first and foremost, it would be fun to start a from Dublin to Cleveland cult. That would be kind of fun. Uh, I would need some. We'd, we'd probably need some more member uh, uh, helpful out there. You'd all have to buy a shirt. So you know, if you want to join the cult, buy a shirt. Uh, <laughs> again, they're they're not going to buy it now after I said that. But no, <laughs> um, well, can I cash to buy to join a cult? When <laughs> you're older, son, you earned this. I think um, a board game mm. cult would be a lot of fun because uh, mm. then you'd have people that you play games with consistently uh, because they're part of your cult. So um, that's probably the more lines I'd go down. But uh, yeah, I think. Starting a cult in that area would be a lot of fun. I, I, I do respect your your Trump cult, and I might be Thank a member you. if you uh, encouraged me enough and gave only me, might be gave me a, ability to be a part of it. You know, okay. <laughs> All right. So, who do you think would win, Superman or Yoda? Who wins in a fight? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, so long as it's not. Yoda from like episode five. If he saw Superman, he'd be like, ah! <laughs> he's a bit of a spaz. And um, even in episode one, he wasn't even all that great. But yeah, Yoda in his prime. Episode mm-hmm. two, episode three, Yoda. Yeah, I, I, my, my bets on the little guy. Uh, as a Star Wars fan, I'm pretty sure you've uh, already got a bias towards Yoda. But go on, tell the audience. Yeah, I I th- I think I'm leaning towards Yoda. I think Superman is he's too uh he's too invincible and too uh arrogant and as we know from the Star Wars, arrogance leads to the dark side. So Ooh, um, I say. Have a feeling Superman would just go right down to the dark side and Yoda would just <laughs> kick his butt because he had no idea what he was getting into. Um, I think Yoda could stop his laser eyes because he's got a lightsaber and I have a feeling a lightsaber is going to cut through uh, Superman's limbs, even though he has uh, untouchable strength. Um, and 
if there's anyone who would know how to defeat Superman, it would be Yoda. He's just wiser and smarter than everyone else. So um, He's already read all the prophecies in the Jedi temples, declaring that this day would come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I think Yoda would uh, would trump him there. Holds up his lightsaber. True kryptonite this is. Zoom. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you were given the chance to change your name, what would your new name be? Benjamin Thomas Shepard. Benjamin's close to Brendan. Uh, Thomas is my middle name already. And yeah, Shepherds. I like to think that I'm leading the flock, helping uh, set up God's kids to win in life. So, yeah. Benjamin Thomas Shepard. Benjamin What about yours? So, I'm leaning towards a silly name. I'm also leaning towards a more serious name. So, I think I'll go with the serious one. Uh, I will mention the silly one. Um, But there's... (laughs) If you wanted to go off a Dr. Seuss book, you could just call yourself Horton Smells a Poo or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, <laughs> we used to have standards in this podcast. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think when we started doing these, uh, but genuinely, uh, I think I think, and I'll probably end up naming my kid this name if possibly if I can convince my wife that's a good name. But I think Dason is a good name. Um, I think why? It, because it has the connotation of day, um, so a new day, and you're the sun. So you're a son of the new day. Um, so it's like a new, a new thing. Um, and I, for some reason it just rings and sounds good. So I think it would be a good name. Um, so if I had to change my name, I think I could probably change it to that. Do you know who else was told that he was the son of the day? The son of Nimrod. (laughs) He created paganism. Tammuz. I'm not doing that. (laughs) That's saying. You heard your first friends. First, it talks about cults and it talks about, you know, the sunlight giving birth to children. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying. All right. Uh, so, yeah. if Makes if sense. you try to fail and succeed, which have you done? Have you succeeded or have you failed? Oh, succeeded. I mean, there's a reason the word sabotage exists, particularly self sabotage. Sometimes, you know, you have to give the impression of having suffered a defeat in order to achieve a more long-term goal so yeah if your intention was to uh get hacked at the knees so that you can ultimately rise to uh, a much longer victory hack away friends hack a freaking way and that's how brendan sees it that's how brendan sees it Okay, he's he's brought that back, folks. If you remember that, I haven't used that in so long. <laughs> it just came back to me right there. I was like, "Why haven't I done this in ages?" <laughs> um, I don't know. It's that's a that's a tough one because I feel like if you fail, you fail. Even if you aimed to fail, you're still kind of failing. I do get the point that if you if that's what you're out to get, then in your book, you could say you succeeded. But I do think in like anyone else, they'd just be like, nah, you're a failure. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> you did a terrible thing. You you didn't do what you like. Let's say you were supposed to, you know, uh, to do a certain job and you were out to, to like, you know, let's say build a house. And if you said, well, I'm aiming to, you know, 
not build a house, well, then people would say, it's supposed to be a house, you failed. So I kind of think even if you were aiming to not build that house and you build it incorrectly, I still think it's a fail. But maybe in your own little mind, you can say you succeeded if you were out to succeed. <laughs> I think you're digging yourself a hole and you better be very careful. You may not be able to crawl out of it. Hey, that might just be a grave. And it might be. He's going to Hey, is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> Get the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was aiming for the ground. I suppose I failed. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, interesting story time. When did you screw everything up, but no one ever found out it was you? Oh, when I was at university, I used to hold Thanksgiving dinners. Um, <laughs> you know, like Thanksgiving, obviously. <laughs> um, for Christian Union. Well, as part of Christian Union. Yeah. Um, for all of our international students. Um, just so they could get a little taste of home, you know. So there was one day I arrived and I set up, the, helped set up the place. <laughs> I didn't do the whole thing myself including putting a big black curtain the whole way around the big dining hall, just for, you know, atmosphere. And I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> but no sooner had I finished putting in, like, you know, the last hook or, or, or ring for the curtain, one by one, the whole thing began falling down <laughs> the whole way around the room until the very last piece of curtain just fell off the hook landing right at my feet and <laughs> I was like well this is gonna look very incriminating so I just like ran away and then everyone was like you know oh my goodness what happened who tore down the curtain and I was like I don't know maybe it was the devil <laughs> so then afterwards we we're having some dessert in a booth um and my friend wanted to take a photograph with me so she blames me I blame her it was me. Um, we put I put the cake in a box and I pushed it out of the way because every photograph that had ever been taken of me had food in it and people were starting to talk. But I didn't realize there was a candle in the way and I set the whole thing on fire. <laughs> so I began screaming, fire, fire, the building is on fire. And a group of Germans just sat there scowling at me. And I was like, you dirty little cretins. I know fire is the same in English as it is in German. You know what I'm saying. Don't look at me like you're superior. You're not superior to anybody. And, uh, yeah. Maybe I answered the question. Maybe I didn't. But I did. <laughs> what about you? You look like you've got a, a juicy one. I didn't mind that tight smile. Um, so, uh, I used to work at a grocery store and what would happen is people would bring in spoiled or bad things and you'd have mm -hmm. to get rid of them or take them to where they were supposed to be. Well, somebody brought in, uh, a spoiled milk jug and, um, so I decided that I was going to take it and dump it out because, like, why would you save it? What do you what What purpose would you have for spoiled milk? So I dump mm -hmm. it out down the drain, um, not thinking that maybe running soap or something else down the drain so that it doesn't stink up the place would be wise. So 
I dumped the whole thing down the drain. Um, and apparently <laughs> there was enough of it that stayed there that uh, it smelled terribly throughout the back of the store. And everyone was <laughs> like, uh, the next day I came in and they're like, oh, it's terrible smell back there. It's just the worst. Like someone must <laughs> dump spoiled milk down the drain. And I went, huh, I wonder who could have done that. <laughs> All the while knowing it was me and I was the one that did it. And uh, I don't think even my people, my coworkers who worked with me that day worked the next couple days. So I was fine. They didn't ever tell on me or tell on me that I was the one who dumped it down. They weren't really after finding out who did it, but uh, yeah, I was, I was the one who, uh, who did it. So. <laughs> Why were people bringing in rotten food and spoiled milk? I don't understand. They wanted a return. That's a stop the lights. They wanted a swap. That was their. their... <laughs> like, but your receipt says you bought this three weeks ago. I said I want to swap, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were some yeah. people like that, but customers always right, so you have to Nonsense. let the customer Nonsense. get what they want. So, yeah, one of the joys of working at a of a uh, a supermarket. I wouldn't tolerate that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, uh, what did you say to my employee? <laughs> and that's why Brendan doesn't have a supermarket. <laughs> I'd have no customers. I'd be so pro-employee <laughs> yep. that people would just say, you know what, let's just <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> you can take your custom. I don't want your money. <laughs> go on, take it. Go. Go on, take it somewhere else. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Uh, all right. What is the largest animal do you think that you can beat with your bare hands? A lion. Because David did in the Bible. A bear is bigger than a lion. An elephant. I would run up its trunk like Legolas did to the Mumuakal in The Return of the King. I would grab his trunk. He would spray water trying to get wet me. But I would hold his trunk and he would wet his eyes and then I would blind him and he would run off a cliff and I would jump onto the cliff and I would survive and he wouldn't. An elephant. That is my final answer. Okay, folks. Yes, I, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We talk about people who dig graves. I think you can look no further than Mr. Brendan Thomas Merritt because he is no David. He might be a really good man after God's own heart. But he is not a jack stud like David is. <laughs> Did David like literally have like you know, weapons in his proximity? Hey, 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 hey. Or, like one hand. hour one, one hour? One hands. The, you the are keys, full of the key. Oh, that is what <laughs> I think. Yes, the question does specify that. I'm gonna put these back. <laughs> The question was bare hands, and I'm sorry. David had better, stronger bare hands than the the and man. David walked out in karate before he was 17. Didn't think so. <laughs> you probably didn't even I know Japan existed. You're going to go for a karate kick, and the, the lion's just going to eat your leg. That's what's going to happen. So I'm saying you're not taking this lion down. Uh, it's not happening. <laughs> and I see your unbelief and I bind us. 
So, yeah. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) As for the animal I can take, I'm going for a giraffe. I think a giraffe you can take down. I I don't think they they don't intimidate me. They don't intimidate me. They're they're not. I'm not scared of them like I would be a lion or a tiger or a bear. Don't project Uh, your fear on me. Clearly, you've never watched a nature program. creatures. They don't have Have predators. Lift their necks against each other. (laughs) They don't have predator teeth. They're not like gonna bite and rip my face off. So. I that should be able to take like out a, bug you are. a giraffe. Don't ever. I don't want to actually prove that I can take out a giraffe, but well, I, I will pretty. talk a big game. I'm not going to actually play a big game, but I'm going to talk a big game. Logan will be a grasshopper in their eyes, and he will see himself as such. Pretty sure that's in numbers 13. <laughs> well, friends, if any of you have access to a zoo and would like to invite me to meet your giraffe that you think could take me out, I would love to meet him. So please send me. I will go on an all-expense-paid trip as long as you pay all the expenses. <laughs> Meanwhile, I will blind any of your rowdy elephants you want to get rid of. <laughs> we'll record it. We'll slap the video uh-huh. on the next episode. <laughs> episode 80. You've heard it here first. Ugh. <laughs> uh. We should have posted that for April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> Random fights and elements. <laughs> oh man! Shows you the nineteen seventies style green screen. I mean, with AI, you can do anything these days. You That's can pretty true. That's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, would you rather have a horrible short-term memory or a horrible long-term memory? Horrible long-term memory. That sums up almost my entire life and I'm still here, so what's one more day? (laughs) (laughs) And yourself. Uh, Well, at first I went went short-term memory. I think the more I thought about it, it needs to be long-term memory because, I mean, what's the point of remembering a ton of the things that happened in the past? Uh, You need to live in the now, so live right now. Um, So... Having a short-term memory. Which one are you choosing? Uh, I'm choosing that uh, I would rather have a horrible long-term memory. Okay, okay. That's my choice. Okay. All right. Uh, What would you not name your kids? Apple. Apple. (laughs) Blankus. Hitler. I mean, we did a whole episode on this. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. (laughs) Oh, baby names. Yeah, find the link in the description below. We're too lazy to look up the number. Yep. <laughs> it was the fir- it was the last one or first one of the new year, so it's not too far down. It's oh my goodness, it was. Yeah, name your baby name this mm-hmm. or whatever. So watch that episode if you've gotten that far. You'll remember not to name those kids, and one of those names on there, and that's the one I'm going to go with. Do not that's name. Wrong. I would not name my kid A B C D E. No way. Not having it. Not naming them A, B, C, D, E. No. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Alphabet. Alpha. Bet. You call her Bet. And people would assume it's short for Betty. And then you snicker when they go home be like, (laughs) Betty. (laughs) The 21st century, just Betty. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to anybody's out there. We 
We we we appreciate you listening in your class. What the world would be without Betty's Betty Crocker, for instance, class lady. All right, I think we'll do one more for today. So if you could do anything to me without me complaining or anything of the such, what would it be? (laughs) Beach up with a giraffe carcass. (laughs) That's what we call full circle, folks. (laughs) Exactly. All the questions are connected in the great circle of life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and oh that face you just pulled there with your tongue sticking out to the side I'd probably take a photograph of that and then just to make that like you know I don't know your profile picture and like literally everything and you could never change it I don't know I don't know I don't know you you look like someone who could be fun to tickle or something I don't know yeah beach with the draft carcass why not <laughs> yeah put some manners on you <laughs> And then hide his corpse in your bed. Is that like the Godfather? The hidden animal in the bed? Or am I just thinking like Modern Family? <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch that stuff. Alright. <laughs> uh, let's see. So if I had to answer this question, uh, I think I would make you quit your job. That's what I would do. You couldn't <laughs> complain about not having the money, not being able to go on your holiday. You just have to quit your job because I don't think his job is good for him. He needs to move on. <laughs> if you work at Brenda's employment right now, <laughs> I'm sorry you're finding it out this way. <laughs> it's hilarious. I post so many memes on Instagram. By the way, guys, follow me at Brendan Thomas Marriage on Instagram. I post red hot memes. And, and so many of them lately have been about, like, you know, getting in trouble with human resources or getting fired or quitting your job and people are beginning to talk. <laughs> They're like, are you just projecting? How much of what you post do you actually believe? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to leave you in suspense to question that yourself. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, all right. So that has been our, uh, Tell all part 10. Uh, now we'll get into our Bible passage. Of course, if this is how the Catholics call it Holy Week, or this is Good Friday week, or Resurrection week, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, this is the week that Jesus went, died on the cross for us, and rose again on Sunday. So uh, I will turn it over to Brendan. He has got the passage. It'll be from Isaiah 53, possibly 52 as well. Um, yeah, we'll and, start by 52. Uh, I will turn it over to him so he can start us off. All right, guys, this passage, yeah, is from Isaiah 52, 13 to 53, 12, just inverting the two and the three. This prophecy was given to the prophets Isaiah through Holy Spirit hundreds of years before Jesus was born to the Virgin Mary. Um, and would ultimately die on the cross. But listen up, friends, to the absolute, insane, only God could do it, accuracy of this prophecy. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just like he was lifted up on the cross. 
just as there were many who were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. I believe we're going to see those days soon. For what they were not told, they will see. Or what they have not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Like Logan. <laughs> I'm joking. Calm yourself down, bruh. He was despised and rejected by mankind. Am I joking, Jesus? Relax now. Nah, you have to laugh, friend. It's okay. The joy of Holy Spirit abides in this place. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. That's Isaiah speaking on behalf of the nation of Israel, the sheep. He came to shepherd. Surely he took up our pain. It's physical, emotional, mental, and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. People who watched Jesus getting tortured thought that this was wonderful news. He deserved it. But he was pierced for our transgressions and his hands and his feet were pierced by nails and his side with a spear. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his stripes, there the wounds suffered by whiplashes, by his white stripes we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Joseph's tomb. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Because he's God, he's not a man that he should lie. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him, let that sink in, and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. Basically, he won't stay in that grave for long. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hands. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. But his knowledge and righteous servant, forgive me. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. 
Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils of the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Now, when I was first reading the Bible through from cover to cover, that's been hit and miss at times. I got to that passage of scripture, and oh my goodness, it completely and utterly put a deeper zeal in my heart for the Word of God than I ever thought was possible, and I've never looked back. Um, Sabrowski, as you were listening to and reading along with that, why did Holy Spirit puts in your heart? Please take this time to encourage God's kids. Well, first and foremost, uh, most of what you said was very inspired, except the certain comments you made uh, in the <laughs> I don't think that was inspired by the Holy Spirit, but <laughs> I love the way you're humble enough to say you don't think. He's uh giving Holy Spirit room to prove him wrong, friends. Hey, if the Lord wants to strike you down with uh, lightning now, he he's in all strike me down, I will become even more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think this section is, it is wild. Um, if you read this section without knowing the reference of where it was, you would think it would be coming from Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Mm. Um, there's some, there's, there's a, it's referred to as sometimes the fifth gospel, um, because it basically just points out exactly who Jesus is. Um, it shows that he came, he died on the cross for us. We, didn't really see him as much of anything. Um, we saw that he seemed to be a uh, a sad hippie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, that he was just here to be beaten and bruised. But the the Lord actually worked all of that out for good, and it was the Lord's will to do that. Um, we don't get to heaven without him making that choice and coming to die for us. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. We are sinners and we are separated from God due to our sin. Um, and our sin is deserving of death and not just death in that you die on this earth. Cause we all are told we're going to die on this earth. Um, I think that's an important thing for a lot of us because our society lives as if we're never going to die. We live as if we won't die. And then, People are shocked when people do die. Um, we're all appointed once to die, but there is a choice we have in this limited amount of life that we've been given. And that's what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? Are you going to accept him? Are you going to believe in him? Are you going to believe that he died on the cross for your sins and that you can be with him forever? Or are you going to reject him? And those are your, that's very simple choice. That's every choice of people who are listening today of Brendan and I's choice that we had to make at one point. It's all of our choices of people here on this earth. Are you going to accept Christ or are you going to reject him? Was he truly God or was he just a crazy person that came and lived at some point in time? Um, and that's, you have to make that choice. I can't make that choice for you. Brendan can't make that choice for you. Only you can make that choice. Um, so hopefully you would make that choice this week as we talk about it, as it's going to be, in the forefront of a lot of people's minds and going on at different churches um, that you would make that choice to truly accept him if you've never done that before. And if you have to remind yourself of what he did for you and what he 
what he paid so that you can have a new life and not be living in sin and not stuck to sin and not doomed to eternal punishment in hell. So that's what I have to add. What do you want to add or close us out with? Brett? Yeah, sure. And thanks for that. Uh, yeah, guys, Jesus had a very <laughs> few interesting days. Um, after that whole kangaroo court system found him guilty. I know uh, in the US there's a similar thing happening now, and I don't think that's by accident. Um, we know on the cross, if you turn to John 19.30 and Matthew 27.51-52, Jesus said, it is finished. He breathed his last, and not only did the world turn dark, and was there a mighty earthquake? But even the graves of deceased believers in Jerusalem suddenly sprang open. Nature responded to the death of Jesus. Where did he go? Well, quite a few places, actually. One of them was paradise, which again, we won't go to it now, but you can turn in your free time to Luke 23, 43. Matthew 12.40, Matthew 16.21, 1 Corinthians 15.4. He went to Abraham's bosom, a place where Old Testament saints went, kind of like heaven in the bowels of the earth, but not the world of heaven above the sky where the Father dwells. Um, and while there, you know what? He met the Old Testament saints, saints who died in um, his day on the earth. And, you know, he encouraged them. Uh, they got to see him face to face. At another point, he went to hell. Colossians 2, 13 to 15 says he went down there. And even the demonic kings in the second heaven went down to uh, get a good sneer at him, thinking, ah, we've got him this time, boys. And we're told he absolutely put them to shame. The way that I picture that happening is him shining his white light or his technicolored light and just obliterating them, turning them to ash, burning them beyond uh, the likeness that ever known. And uh, there's no healing for demon friends. Uh, the ones who got injured back then, they're still licking their wounds. First Peter 3.19 tells us he went to Tartarus. What hell is for people, Tartarus is for demons. And while there, he made a proclamation to the spirits who've been imprisoned because of the shenanigans they're up to in the days of Noah. I like to think his proclamation was, na 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 na. But you know, he's the word of God. It was probably more profound than that. In Ephesians 4.8, the believers who have been empowered dice, he led them on a victory parade to the Father's house, the world of heaven. And then Matthew 28, 7, he sprang out of Joseph's tomb. He did not stay there. He was not counted among the deceased. We celebrate him this Resurrection Sunday because he is alive. And then for 50 days or so, he went around spreading the good news of his resurrection and uh, empowering believers until Acts 1-9, when finally he ascended to heaven, went right up into the sky in a portal. And uh, we've been looking forward to his return ever since.
But Jesus had a very exciting three days. And sometimes we can simplify his story. We get a bit too familiar with it. And sometimes familiarity breeds contempt. I remember sharing the gospel story with a group of Christians one day. And oh my goodness, they had never looked more bored in any lesson I'd ever taught them in my life. And I was absolutely appalled. Um, There is nothing more important than the cross. And yes, it's the Bible's an amazing book and there's so many fun, incredible, amazing things in there. But this is what it's all about. Nothing supersedes this. Nothing comes before this. Without the cross, there's nothing. It is how we cross over from death to life. And just like Jesus said it is finished, you can speak that over your porn addictions. You can speak that over your financial problems. If maybe, you know, your parents or you are having relationship problems, you can say prophetically, it is finished, it is done. I speak wholeness, reconciliation, restoration in the name of Jesus. Um, if you have lost a friend recently or you've been bereaved or COVID's messed you up, Jesus took your pain. That's not just physical, it's also emotional, mental, spiritual, all the pain. And you speak that healing, that restoration over yourself. That is your portion. So friends, don't ever become so familiar with the gospel story that you let it lose its power in your life. Instead, this resurrection week, look at it with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective and just invite Holy Spirit to blow your minds all over again with the absolute eternal goodness of Jesus Christ, whose gifts are always good, always pleasing, and always perfect. Because the best gift we have is the Spirit of God and Jesus himself. Amen. So we thank God for each and every one of you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give us you know, a thumbs up, subscribe, share it to all your friends. If you didn't like what you heard, we thank you so much for listening this far. And we do wish you the happiest of Easter's. Have a cheeky Easter egg on us, guys. And uh, we just pray the blessing of God to go with you, before you, to take up the rear, to surround you. And may you walk in the goodness of God all the days of your life. And may you see his goodness made manifest in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Men. Amen. He is risen and he is risen indeed. So have yourselves a lovely Easter. We will see you shortly. Bye. And don't pick fights or drafts.